This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome. Interesting weekend for sure. I uh, spent the weekend alone uh, two days uh, in sort of isolation. <laughs> Not like any COVID kind of thing, just... Uh, uh, the rest of the house was in Kentucky uh, for the weekend, and I'm watching balloon coverage and some sports, not a lot. I, I know the Pebble Beach was this weekend, didn't watch a lot of that. I know the Pro Bowl and all the uh, 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 surroundings with that in Las Vegas were, uh, I guess, is that all that's over, right? Yeah. Okay. Didn't see any of that, uh, but just read a couple of books. Like It was monk-like. <laughs> probably good right cathartic uh, yeah, I, I think so but you get a little disoriented you know when your day-to-day routine gets you know interrupted and you just get kind of like two days to eat whatever you want watch whatever you want to watch not have anybody to answer to it's a little weird yeah i guess eli manning won the um the pro bowl against his brother well, i don't think he won i'm sure the well, players he that the, he was coaching he won. was the coach yeah he's he considers himself the best manning coach in the in the family okay I, yeah, I, I you know they they did was a couple of days, yeah they, they did flag football, mm-hmm. yeah they they culminating in a in a flag football game. Flag yeah. football game was yeah. the the end of it all. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of it? Yeah, I recorded it. We we started to watch it, and then we had other duties we had to get done. But that's part of tonight's agenda. Oh, to, to, to finish. Re- well, you already did. Uh, my my mom did too. And she uh, goes, oh, did you see? Did you see Eli Manning one? I was like, well. <laughs> I, I don't you. want to ruin it for you, but I heard. Yeah, I, I watched flag, it. Flag football was a disaster. Uh, it looked like it was a good time from what I could tell, but I'm sure it was a disaster. But I don't know. But first of all, that, that little exchange right there was so passive aggressive. I don't even know what to do huh? with it. No, I mean, Kevin goes, well, I heard it was a disaster. <laughs> and then you went, oh, no, I'm sure it was good, but maybe it was a disaster. What does that mean? It means flag that, football. that the players didn't want to really do it. They, well, why were they there? It. Well, because they're getting paid and it's a TV event. But it it was uh, from what I heard on television this morning, it did not go well. It was no no fun to watch, and uh, the players didn't play like they really wanted to be there. So it's like every Pro Bowl in the history of Pro Bowls. Yeah, it sounds like Pro Bowls. Yeah, true. <laughs> so nothing's changed. Uh, all right. Well, good morning and welcome. This balloon thing. Um, you know, what's crazy to me is that you were telling me that the newspaper, uh, that the our old buddy, Gazette. uh, Mike, uh, was the, uh, the publisher and editor of is the one that sort of they broke made this public. Yeah. Well, in it, Montana, actually, uh, I mean, when it first became public that there was this Chinese spy balloon over the state know, of Montana, they, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know it was Chinese at the time, but yeah, uh, it's funny cause it doesn't have like like a logo. <laughs> yeah, we have to say flag. Yeah. What is it? See, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, evidently, the the a businessman in his office who overlooks the airport, the nuclear airport uh, base, um, saw the balloon up. Saw the, this. It looked like a little bitty moon uh, up in the sky on a clear day. He called his buddy, who was the photographer for the Billings Gazette. This guy stops, gets out of his car, tells him about where it's at, pulls out his telescopic lens, took pictures, sent it to, sent it to the governor's office. Governor's office told him to notify NORAD. He notifies NORAD, and NORAD says, we're working on a comet. And uh, about 20 minutes later, the news that um, 
it it was a Chinese balloon. Okay, so you're telling me that they didn't know or that they did know and then still had to work on a comment as far as how to address it publicly. Hard to believe that we don't know. Because evidently Sounds this like thing, we knew. Okay, they, well, evidently this thing was here three times uh, during the Trump administration. I, I mean, or not the same balloon, but a balloon, you know, in different locations. And according to Trump, the military never told him. Okay, well, I, I'm not, it's not... But I mean, it wasn't that all I'm saying Trump is they've been doing it. this for a while. I heard on It'd be hard for me to believe that the president of the United States didn't get a briefing about a, a Chinese hard spy balloon over the, the country. It is hard to believe, but I never even got to the um, Joint Chiefs of Staff, according to news reports this morning, which is a problem. That's what they're saying. We have a problem when the military doesn't report all the way up the line to the president. On a, on a spy balloon. They also said that they knew that this balloon, took, when it took off, watched to go across the Pacific uh, before it even to Alaska. And I don't know if the president knew it. The president said he didn't know it until Wednesday. But the military knew it. Whoever tracks things like that, I guess, what, the Air Force or the Space Force? I don't know why you wouldn't have shot it down before it got to Alaska. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, there's international water. There's, you know, places where we're not, you know, it's not our space. Even in Alaska, there's enough open space well, to if, shoot something You down. said before you got to Alaska. Well, I, I would have, if they're worried about it coming down on land, there's an ocean, 12 miles of that ocean is ours, just like 12 miles in South Carolina was ours. Yeah. They could have shot it down then before it even hit us. All right. So the politicians are doing the politician thing, which I don't trust any of them, uh, because it's like just blame the other side no matter what. Even it happened when your guy was in charge. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But he didn't know about it. Well, how do you know that? I mean, can you sit here and declare, I mean, like completely confident? Pompeo said he didn't know it. Uh, Well, of course, after the fact, isn't that what most people do? I don't know. Oh, I, would, I think if Trump knew about it, he would have shot it down. How, how do you know that it happened three times during his administration? I mean, how is it known? But he didn't know. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy was notorious for, like, not even maybe wanting even to get happen. briefed. Oh, oh, Maybe it didn't even happen three times. How do you know it happened three times? Okay. I mean, Because I, I watch more than Fox News. I watch CNN t- too. CNN is the one reporting on the fact that Trump CNN didn't know didn't anything. CNN didn't even have it. CNN didn't even show it when it got shot down. They had used foxes. Okay. Um, I don't have any idea. What would, we, what would we do without the media? What would we do if we'd not known about this balloon had the photographer not taken the picture? Right. We don't you think there's all kinds down. of top secret things that we don't know for we a reason? We wouldn't have seen it shot down. Had it not been for the media. Okay. Yeah, a weather guy on a beach uh, with a cell phone. I, I, I mean, you, you know, I don't know that we need to see it shot down. I don't understand what it is and why we'd even be arguing about the fact when this thing's over our country that we should do whatever we need to do to take care of it. One crashed off Hawaii last year. I mean, it went down on its own. Well, now that you know, 
that the Chinese I mean, are I do know balloons they're, they're, over us. I'm way more concerned with what they're doing with TikTok. I, I, I mean, this is the crazy thing about this entire argument is this balloon. Now, could it deliver an EMP? And I read a lot of stuff about what it's capable of doing and why they still do this in a, in a day and age of electronic surveillance and on all the things that we're willingly giving up. Uh, you have people in your own house that have apps on their phone that's giving all of our information to the Chinese. I agree. I won't. I, I asked. Your information is already given out because people in your house are. They don't, they're not on TikTok. None of your kids, none of your nope. grandkids, no one is. All because of this China thing. They're not on it. What, would you make some sort of decree? I asked last night, and I found out that none of them were on it all because of that. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't ask Michael because he wasn't there. But I, <laughs> Megan and Molly both said no. Well, what about the kids? Or they, they monitor the kids' uh, okay. screen time very, very closely. All right. What do you think? I, I read about what this thing might be capable of versus other types. I mean, it does seem very old school, right? Like when you see the picture of the balloon in the air, you think about sort of like, I don't know, like Kennedy era White House spy technique kind of things. Well, there could it have just there were two there were two explanations of that that I heard. One was the resolution of the pictures that they could take from 80,000 feet versus a satellite are so much better. And, and two, it was a trial balloon to test what Biden would do. What were the three during the Trump administration? Well, you keep saying that. We don't know that there were three. And, and he says that he never knew about them. Okay. And I guarantee you. All right. So none, none of that bothers you? The, 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 they're, they're saying that there, there were three, according to military sources, and you're saying he just said he didn't know about it. It's like it didn't happen. But all that's hearsay. We don't know. But we do know there was one. This weekend. Okay. So the rest of it is just being made up. I didn't say it's being made up. We don't know the details. Okay. Where were they? One crashed off of Hawaii months ago. So the so media, if they're just making it up. One. No, I'm saying if the media is just making this up to make Trump look bad, this is two now on Biden's watch. I think it kind of makes the Chinese look stupid, if you ask me. Okay. I'll ask you why. Well, for them, the I mean, thing feels like they've been doing this for a very long time without anybody noticing, including the president of the United States of America. Well, it's been said that they have hundreds of these balloons that they they um, send all over the world, but it just it it exposes them for who they are. By the way, Fox News is the one reporting about the balloons flying over during the Trump administration. Same source you're, you're using everything else from. I mean, they're saying that they flew over Texas and Florida, uh, uh, despite the president insisting he didn't know anything about it. That, I mean, this is more than just hearsay. I mean, there's people who are literally on the record. I don't know what your point is. Trump says that he never knew about it. And you don't think Trump would have shut those things down? I have no idea. I, I, I would assume. I don't know. I don't know why they're here. I don't know why. Fox, then Fox must be reporting that Trump didn't know about it. They're saying, the quote is, Fox News has also learned that a Chinese spy balloon flew over portions of Texas and Florida during the Trump administration, despite the former president's insistence that it never happened. There you go. Okay, no, that's he said it never happened. He didn't say, I didn't know about it. He said it never happened. I mean, that, there's a difference between they didn't tell me and it didn't happen. And, and they say Pompeo said the same thing. That it didn't happen? Uh, or you didn't know about didn't it? Didn't know about it. Okay. There's a very big difference between those two statements. 
And John Bolton said the same thing. That he didn't John, know about it or it didn't happen. I don't know which one, but it was one or the other. But he, and he's not a Trump lover, but he was the head of national security at the time. Okay. Um, how big are the, do you have any idea about the SPACs, Nick? Uh, I mean, they were talking about like danger on the ground or something. A couple of sizes. A couple three of school, semis. Yeah, two or three semis. That big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and and also to, it's worth thinking about that the uh, the technology of the balloons uh, can be combined with you know motors and engines and batteries, so it, it helps steer and correct, and then the balloon kind of just carries it in its direction. So the 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 inflated part is good for letting it go in far distances without having to use the power of the the other stuff. So it's a combination of old and new technology, probably. And and I keep hearing about this EMP delivery thing. A big deal if that happened. That that may be the most effective way to deliver something like that, which I've told you uh, recently read a book about, you know, uh, if if you took down the grid uh, in America, how devastating. I mean, I I don't think most people realize we we have power outages that are like brief, right? Bad weather comes through, the lights go out. 30 minutes later, the lights are back up and your life goes on. Um, And there are many, many, many estimates that if the grid were to go down in the United States of America, that you could lose 300 million people in one year. One year's time. And people don't think of that like a nuclear attack, do they? I mean, you know, the danger of that? Mm, probably not as much as nuclear, but the electromagnetic pulse that you're talking about is is a huge deal. It it could cripple military response. It could cripple, cripple everything. Gridlock, Delivery yeah. of, of all goods and, and, and uh, consumers would be left out to, to dry. What if they shot down GPS satellites? I mean, that would be pretty devastating, too. There, I would hope that we could live. I, I mean, and there's know. redundancy up there. There's there's civilian ones there. I mean, there's multiple companies that are up there in yeah. orbit now. So they'd really have to to take all of them out. Um, hey, uh, I'll show you how open minded I am. Oh, my God. On Friday night. Yeah. I listened to Bill Maher's theory of why they didn't shoot the balloon down. All right. What and was Bill Maher's theory? You're like all over the stuff with this hard hitting news this morning. He said, Bill that, Maher. Well, what do we know is in that balloon? What if what if China had some kind of virus in that in the balloon, and once that was shot down, it would get into our atmosphere? Yeah, I would think that when you're shot down by a missile, that would pretty much vaporize anything that would be in there. You like to think so, and it's so high up, but that's his theory. Okay, he defended uh, Biden for not shooting it down till they got over water. Well, he didn't know it was shot down on Friday night, so. But that was theory is, you know, do it over water so it didn't hit somebody. Can, do you know how much land is in Montana? If they they could have, if, of any state in the country, Montana I think everybody or Alaska, does. We're watching Yellowstone every week, like 800 gazillion The odds people. of hitting something are far greater than the odds of not hitting something. Yeah. Or, it's the no, opposite the of that. One. Yeah. The odds of not hitting something is far greater than the odds of hitting something. To go over the water was probably the smart move. Anyway. After they took all the pictures. I think this balloon captured people's imagination like the U-2 plane. Like like in all of history, we can't wrap our heads around bite dance and TikTok, right? But you can see the balloon. Yeah, I watched I mean, it. I think there's something to that. Like, we can see it. Like an old, like mm-hmm. literally like JFK walks out on the White House lawn to do a press conference. That's exactly what it is. When you can actually see the enemy and, and know what it looks like and wrap your head around it, it's easier to uh, to get behind. I saw this uh, 
through amateur photography for a few days leading up to it. I mean, people are snap. I mean, you're outside, you look up and there's a big, I mean, in Missouri, all over the place, they're like, look, here's this. And they would show the, just for size and scope, they would show the moon and then they would zoom over and show the balloon. They're yep. like, this is. Now know? they're using the, this technology. We use this here. Sure. When I was in Arizona, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, right near the border, they have a couple of these that are in the air that are visible that are used for surveillance purposes, law enforcement. Sure. So these balloons exist, you know, here. I mean, we're using this technology ourselves. Amazon filed for a floating city patent using balloon technology in co combination with other technologies so that, in theory, you could have a warehouse floating over, like, central Illinois, and the drones will go up and get the packages and bring them down. Right. Yeah. And, and you would think that's just commercial, and, you know, we understand that the way an airport would work. But I'm saying our own government is using these balloons. I mean, it is not uncommon to see them in that part of the country that are completely unmanned surveillance systems. That's all they are. Yeah, I just thought of something. The Japanese have been doing it for years. The Fuji blimp. That baby's been floating around all over. Sure. Sure has. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knew? Well, Chris, we don't mind the Japanese doing it, but we're not crazy about China. All right. I, um, listen, I, I don't know what the thing, I mean, I, I really don't. But the idea that, that millions of people putting up TikTok videos about this balloon while sharing all their information with the Chinese is just beyond irony. Are you going to get off TikTok I'm now? I'm not on TikTok. Oh, how'd you know? Huh? How'd you know about all the TikTok videos? I'm t well, Kevin, if you consume media, you can see TikTok videos without being on TikTok. So you got that off the internet. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. I'm glad you're not. I think it's going to hurt TikTok big time. I think, like you said, it's not, not, gonna... not you can see what the enemy is doing. People aren't even going to. People are going to believe that TikTok might be the enemy. You think that's accurate? No, I don't think so. <laughs> They're not going to pause. They're not even going it, it, to. This is a thing you can't see. This is a thing you can see. And sometimes yeah, they haven't human visually beings, related those that, two things. That is yeah. the thing. This looks very old school Kremlin kind of, you know, uh, like, right? Yeah, it may. Spy balloon. It may make some a people. a great skit on Saturday Night Live. I don't know, by the way, I don't. I have not watched a minute of Saturday Night Live in years, but but Pedro Pascal was the host on Saturday. It was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch the YouTube videos. They had a balloon. It was just funny. Right. But it's the visual. We can see it. That That's the thing. That's it. Yeah. And so it might make some people go, oh, man, now China's bad. And they look at it like that. But they won't connect the dot to the TikTok because the two don't. Well, the media is yeah. talking about it a lot right now. Yeah. They've been talking about it for the whole time. People are uh, people are happy with their app. It's not. They're just, it's going to have them, to be pride from. Them. It gives them pleasure. That thing's floating. The sky looks scary. There's nothing they get out of that. Other than fear. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, no, no, that looks creepy. That looks, I mean, there's, there's no transaction there for people. Over here, it's like I get pleasure, I get joy watching this stuff, even if I don't share or I'm not a creator or a, a curator. I get happiness out of it. That thing's just floating in the sky, creepy. War of the world stuff. I think the media needs to do a better job of explaining oh what they can get, what TikTok can get from the general there's public. Been, there's been thousands thousands of stories nick and i have talked about it 
exhaustively. I mean, it started with me, with the FBI special agent in charge in Springfield, who's since retired, and I shared immediately everything that he told us uh, about this. It's not going to matter. I don't know. It just takes a long time for people to change, but... The they, do, they do change, just like seatbelts, just like smoking, just I, like a lot of things. Just like vaccines? Well, vaccines, it, it did work. <laughs> I get half of this county, more than half, that said, uh, no thank you. I bet you 80% of the country did it, though. Well, half, that doesn't change half of this county. We don't live in 80% of the country. We live here. Well, I'm talking culturally. I'm not talking Macon County. There's more to the United States than Macon County. The problem. Yeah, except that when you spread disease, it's where the people are here. It's not. We don't live in a. We live here. Well, half this county is pretty rural too, so I don't think that that effect is going to be nationwide disastrous. I didn't. That didn't say it was. You were telling me that people believe in systems, and I'm telling you, anymore, people believe less and less. Less. You you have vaccine hesitation yeah, until about you get things. Yeah, a balloon that flies over and says, "Well, maybe they're right. No, maybe they. Maybe these Chinese aren't." Quite as friendly You're as right. I thought they were. Dan Calkins rolled out of bed a change man this morning. The issue, I think, Kevin, is that people are already conditioned to to know that, you know, Google, Facebook, the others, they have all your information. The list of what TikTok will get will be the same exact information, uh, yet it just goes to the Chinese government. People already are aware of the dangers. Yeah, but Google can't blow you out of the uh, face but, of the earth. Yeah. And, and, and China can't. <laughs> I mean, they're our enemy. They're our enemy. Google isn't exactly our enemy. Yet. Yet. I agree with that. All right. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Just gone down the Mel Gibson rabbit hole. What? That plane almost hit that other plane. I'm looking. All right. We've got to take a break. Uh, We're starting to sound, uh, in my opinion, a little unhinged this morning. That's okay. We'll be back after the news. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. The Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity is celebrating Black History Month with a new website featuring events and resources. The agency is recognizing the contributions of black leaders and entrepreneurs. There are more than 140,000 black-owned businesses in Illinois. This one-stop shop website lists special state Black History Month events, offers a social media toolkit, and directs potential entrepreneurs to available resources. You can check it out at dceo.illinois.gov and click on Black History Month. State Treasurer Mike Frerichs has announced an online unclaimed auction that begins today and runs through this week. More than 400 items are up for grabs. Go to ibid.illinois.gov, click on Storefront, and scroll down and select Illinois Treasurer. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit nowdecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. Turkey's president says thousands of buildings are destroyed there and in Syria in today's earthquake and aftershocks. The reports of at least 1,300 people killed. Hundreds of people are believed to be trapped under rubble. The quake struck a region packed with refugees displaced by Syria's civil war. According to the Syrian opposition emergency group, the White Helmets, medical facilities there are struggling to cope. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Gas prices are down about four cents a gallon from a week ago, according to AAA, after a surge the week before. Gasoline prices moved up another 12 cents in the past two weeks. The new price for regular grade is 3.50 per gallon, and over seven weeks is a total of 31 cents. Industry analyst Toby Lundberg there. Beyonce now has the most Grammy Awards ever, 32, breaking conductor Georg Solti's record. Harry Styles wins Album of the Year, Bonnie Raitt, Best Song. 
America's listening to Fox News. Need some extra cash for a car, home, or special project? Maybe even a boat or RV? You got it. Apply for a loan through Staley Credit Union's free mobile app. You can even have the funds deposited right into your account in some cases. Electronically sign your documents at home for secure, effortless banking. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at StaleyCU.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast. Today we've got fog up until around 8 a.m. It's going to be mostly cloudy and windy today with a high near 50. Tonight there's a 40% chance of late night rain, mostly cloudy and windy with steady temperatures around 50 degrees. For Tuesday, mostly cloudy and a high near 50 again. And for Wednesday, rain likely mainly afternoon, cloudy and a high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 27 degrees. Your WSOY time, 632. And this look at your weather brought to you by Staley Credit Union. Ready to bank better? Bank Staley Credit Union. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. It's a trigger thing for me. Molly used to use this uh, during our YMCA challenge. Keep it going here because we'd have to like, it was hardcore. So I'm exhausted just like hearing it. Because you had to do everything. Like every time they said thunder, which they say like 7,000 times in this song. Were you doing the ropes? No, we had to run. And I, I'm trying to recall exactly, but there was like, maybe it was a burpee. Oof. I mean, just right now we're 11 burpees in. <laughs> it's a great song though. It just builds. Yeah. But you don't realize, I mean, if you institute like drinking game with this, you're done at the end of this song. Back here on a uh, Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend, uh, balloon and all. Uh, I did watch Wakanda Forever, uh, the Black Panther uh, movie, which is now on Disney Plus. I think it was uh, available Friday, yeah, or maybe Thursday. I don't know. Uh, first, yep, yeah. I uh, it was it was good, but not. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's missing something. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you know what I mean? Though I can't tell. There, and I know you don't watch these movies at all, but there was a magic, and then just it feels like it just sort of like it didn't. It just sort of evaporated a little. I, I mean, I, I don't know how to put my finger on it. You know what I mean? It, it's like it's it's all there. The visuals, the people, the actors. They're not all there. What do you mean? That's that's what's missing. Okay. But I mean, in, in this world, the only thing missing is the, the Chadwick, you know, died tragically, you know, and I thought that they did a good, you know, thing for oh, him. Oh, that was beautiful. You know, in watching yeah. this thing. It, it's like they've got all the recipe, but there's just like an ingredient you can't put your finger on, and you think it's the actor. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Are King you guys missing, yeah. Excited about Sh- uh, Shazam coming? No. It was all right. The first one was okay. It sure. was so-so. Yeah, it was fine. I'll watch it. That guy's strange, dude. He played uh, Kurt Warner, right, in mm-hmm. the uh, movie about. Well, that was a good movie. Yeah, same guy. Yeah, uh, Black Adam. I just I'm watching these movies now, and I feel like the, they've lost a little soul 
the action's there, the the feel, the visuals, all that, the special effects, they're all really good. I, I thought the whole underwater, I mean, all that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The way they, I, I just, what did you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was probably a C plus, B minus movie. Yeah, I, see, I thought you fine. would think I was being too harsh if no, I said that. But, it, but it's, yeah, it's missing. It is missing the heart. Even it, the sister, you know, who is now the new Black Panther, was so much better in the other movies than she was in this one. Different role, you know. It's it's carrying the the show versus being the, you know, the the sidekick. All right, people aren't going to get excited about a movie about Robin. Uh, maybe I, I thought it was well done, but mm-hmm. just sort of, it just lacked uh, uh, the punch or something. I don't know, uh, but I feel like I'm being kind of cynical about the whole thing. I just don't have that same feel I had, yeah. uh, before maybe they'll pull it all together. I have no idea. Uh, but I'll tell you what is incredible. Are you, are you up to speed on mayor of Kingstown? No. Okay. Um, you watch this show? Mayor of Kingstown, no, I do not. Okay, you, you got to go back. It's excellent. This, show. this is just this is solid. I, I'm, I'm not going to give you a better recommendation ever in the history of our friendship than That's this show. That's what you said about Wire. Now I'm in the middle of that. Well, and why aren't you at the end of that? You've been in the middle of it for weeks now. It's got seven seasons. Yeah, uh, uh, six. Six. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm closer to the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm and than, um, the third season wasn't my favorite. Uh, I think the second was. The third's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, That's it the end me. of Stringer Bell and Avon and comes to the, all the conclusion of, of what the yeah, first... It brings all the politics into things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's life. It is. I have no doubt. It, if that's what life is really like... you finish the third season? In New York. It's Baltimore. Two, Baltimore. Uh, two more to third go. Third season? Two you finish the third? Two more to go. Okay, so you got the death of Wallace. You got all. I mean, you got like. I mean, the most dramatic TV in the history of TV. Yeah, and that was Michael B. Jordan. That kid. It was. You didn't recognize him. What? Wallace was the kid who, who, the tragic end, and didn't have the heart taking care of the little kids and the juice boxes, and then gets shot to death by his own friends and buddies. Yeah, and then the the that's, other guy gets killed. That's Creed. Yeah. D gets <laughs> killed by a murdered in prison. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough. Yeah, I like D. All of that. That's what's so great about that show is that you don't like or dislike characters based on the role they're in, meaning good guy versus bad guy. Yeah, we're in it right now to where um, they're now figuring out D was murdered. It wasn't suicide. Yeah, it. Trust me, that you can find that in Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, watching the balloon coverage, you'll be better off. You'll be uh, happy. Yeah, was this season two, right, for Mayor of Kingstown? So you don't yes. have a lot of catch-up to do. You just go back. Ten Jer- episodes. Jeremy Renner is, it is so good. And, and you know what's so great about season two is they give you the, the character arc so they could hit season two running. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't have to build the story. Wow, it's intense. Can't but, wait. And, you know, it's supposed to be in Michigan. I mean, that's where the story is set, but they actually film it in Pennsylvania. There's a couple of things that I have noticed with the proper use of drones. Sometimes in art, they overdo it. Oh, I can give you this shot from, you know, and they just do a lot of it for no particular reason. And then some series weave that in perfectly just to give you a sense of a place that you go, like you feel like you know it, even though you've never been there because of the way they dramatically use particularly drone footage, but to give you the shots and the feel, you can almost smell it. They did that very well. And there's a show called Cardinal on Hulu. 
that uh, I didn't realize a fourth season had come out during COVID. And so uh, I've told you this before. It's like finding a $20 bill in the dryer, you know, in the jeans. Uh, I went back and watched. They do the same thing with, like, the, the most northern reach of Canada, like, where it's just, like, cold and snow and, like, just wilderness. They do the exact same thing with that show where they just make you feel like you just know a place. That's awesome. Yeah. Very effective. It's good. Really good. Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, you watch Yellowstone? I watched some of it. Uh, same creator. I was just curious. Because 1923 uh, came back last night. Uh, they had a, a brief, uh, like, halfway through the season. I think I'd rather watch that. Harrison Ford. and uh, You know, it's. I can send you this family tree chart because everybody's so confused about who's who. Because they had the first one. Uh, they, well, they had Yellowstone, which was a huge success, and then they went back to like what was it, 1883, and then fast forwarded to 1923, and everybody's trying to track the lineage and figure out who's what and who's Kevin Costner's great great grandfather. And, and I finally found a, a family tree. The, the the family tree is the most effective. They just had a picture of the actors, you know, like it like breaks down who's who and how we all ended up there. Let me ask you a question about going back to the wire. Do you think that's an accurate? depiction of what the, the streets the are guy, like in Baltimore and yes, New York. Yes, and the guy who wrote, Chicago. Well, it's Baltimore. And it, I mean, it's, I know, it's, it's holy Baltimore. The guy who wrote and produced and directed The Wire worked for the Baltimore Sun for 30 years covering crime. He was a newspaper reporter in the old school way of being a newspaper reporter when newspapers, and that this will play a role if you keep watching in the next season, um, were you know a, a big part of a community. I mean, you can remember those days, right? Mm-hmm. When reporters and the paper. Um, and, and so he absolutely, most of the characters are, are the, the kid uh, in season two, the dock workers and the union kids, the guy with the duck. Mm-hmm. That's a true story. Really? Brought the duck into the bar with the necklace and the whole thing. I mean, so all of this, and there's this great book that you can read afterwards called All the Pieces Matter. That's a first person uh, where they talk to everybody that was involved in all six seasons and explain all of this. Some of those people in those things are real cops that were in Baltimore. I mean, th- that most of that is based on like anecdotal life of covering crime for that long in Baltimore. You know, if, if it's that accurate, it's it's a sad commentary of, of the state of our country. Well, it's and it was twenty years ago. Yeah. No, it's it's. You think it's worse now? Oh yes. I mean, the sophistication of of technology today versus what they were dealing with then. Yeah, well, that's true. I heard up in Chicago when they're when they're riding the Magnificent Mile, um, there was totally total communication of when the police were coming. And you could you could see uh, the looters move from store to store. And by the well, time sure. the police I mean, got there, <clears throat> they were gone. Every time you get new technology, new bad guys taking advantage of new technology. Uh, and it, generally, the cops are behind that. The, the thing about the wire was that they, they had that special unit that was ahead of that and cloning burners and everything else. Uh, so, yes, I, I think the technology changes, the personality changes. I do think we are way more cavalier about loss of life today than we were even 20 years ago. But that show is, to me, and every cop I know that has watched that show says it's the most accurate depiction of like police life and work and all the politics and all the uh, stuff that does get in the way. It's a believable show, no doubt about it. Well, I'm glad you're watching it. I really am. Uh, you check out Mayor of Kingstown. If you like that, you'll love that. And that's hey, Sue, write that one. Paramount down. Plus. Jeremy Renner. I can write it down. 
really good. And it is also, I think, an accurate reflection on life in that you've got prison guards and cops and prisoners and where the prison is your industrial industry, you know, in a community and where the jobs are and all the inner workings of all that feels very real to me as well. Yeah. It feels very, very grounded. And good acting mm, and acting. Uh, pretty good stuff. Michael uh, told me yesterday he picked up a recommendation from you. Can't remember what it is. Only has got three episodes. Says it's outstanding. I can't think. Of, uh, darn! I thought you'd know by three. Episodes. The Last of Us. Yeah, The, the last, last of Us. us. Yeah. The Last. That's uh, it. He says it's great. It is fantastic. And Michael would know that from video games. He'd be the right age to. Uh, but it is on HBO. I did not watch last night's episode because we had to get through uh, the Mayor of Kingstown and then. Uh, the new episode of 1923. Harrison Ford's so good, and Helen Mirren and that. I mean, you know, the quality of getting two people like that in a television show? Makes a big difference. I mean, it would have been unheard of 20 years ago, right? Right. Huge movie star actors kind of grounded down into a, a, a weekly, you know, television series. But they're so good. And Harrison Ford looks great. They're being sold on the the bigger story. You know, the the ability to tell a whole tale. Well, I think yeah. that's true. But and I also think that, too. well, but I think the, the stigma, I don't think it was ever really the money. I mean, you could make money, but I think there was a stigma of like, you go to TV to make it to movies. You don't go the other way around. Yeah, for sure. How He's 80 years old. Mm -hmm. That's insane. About to be Indiana Jones again. I know. And, and he looks fantastic. And there was even like some shots last night with his shirt off, you know, like, I mean, he, he didn't look like, you know, sometimes those guys look good and then you go, oh. Yeah, like Homer Simpson with the uh, <laughs> clothespins behind your back, pulling the skin tight. <laughs> he looked good. And yeah. Helen Mirren's just fantastic. I'll tell you what, speaking of TV, you said last time I was here to watch the rock and roll. Hall of Fame, and I normally do. First of all, that was like a month and a half ago. I it, told no, you that. it wasn't. Yes. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> there is there are podcasts, and we could find out exactly who's Can, right. somewhere Nick, in the middle. Nick, when did we talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Two Fame? Two weeks ago. No idea. I don't even. I won't venture a guess. I don't have a clue. Uh, it first. Uh, okay. It was first, at the end of January. So no, it was not. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was great. Okay, I thought it was great. It it was a a show that even it, it, Sue it, watched. It, it aired on November nineteenth on HBO, and I watched it the first weekend it was out. Oh, okay. Well, what difference does it make? <laughs> it doesn't. Um, that was the 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 greatest accumulation of different genres. Of music. That Pat Benatar, Eurythmics, oh, Eminem, Dolly Judith, Parton. Judith Priest. The guy in Judas, Judas Priest was great. That guy, the old guy with the, the leather vest on, he kissed Dolly Parton's shoulder at the grand finale. He was so starstruck by being next to her. And she was she was not exactly wanting that, lied about it. But this guy was starstruck at Dolly Parton. You know, it's just an odd accumulation of yeah, different... But it was... They all loved each other. I mean, they played. Lionel together. Richie was terrible. That was the only uh, uh, thing, the only bad performance, I thought, of the whole night. Yeah, and even, and even his talk wasn't that good. Well, no, I mean, he's just, he, some people keep their voice, right? Like Smokey Robinson and Stevie Wonder last night at the Grammys. Oh, they were good. Yeah. yeah. Some people keep the their voice the and some people lose their voice. I don't know what that is. I mean, that's just probably mm -hmm. genetic. Yeah. 
Well, I will make this proclamation that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was better than the Grammys. I'm going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, I've been there. Have in you? In Cleveland? Yeah. Now, that show is not in Cleveland. No, they do it in New York. Yeah, a huge um, auditorium. But it, you're going to love it. Yeah. You will absolutely love it. Is it an half-day thing, three-quarters of a day thing? one of those things you can spend as much time as you want. Okay. I got into the Beatle Room, and I could have spent the whole day there. I mean, they got their costumes, things they wore, every every um, tutorial on every album. It's it's amazing just then. Then there's the all the stuff from the Rolling Stones when I was there. There's so many things. There was Johnny Cash's bus. You can go in and see how he lived on the road. The bus is inside? It's outside. Oh, okay. It was when I went there. I went, I went there probably in 14. So they do they have rotating things, or is it pretty much static? Well, it's a museum, so I imagine there's some rotating yeah, things. Some both. But there's some, I, I can't imagine them messing with the Beatles. No, you wouldn't think. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I really am. That We're doing that along with the Springsteen concert, which Lindsay got me for Christmas, which I am over-the-top thrilled about. Springsteen and Mellencamp, I thought, were great in their rendition of Jerry, Lu, Jerry Lee Lewis's song. I thought those two guys together, and they even messed up at the end. I think uh, John Mellencamp forgot a verse, and they both just started laughing. But they got away with it because they were just so good. Mm-hmm. That was cool. It was. Uh, that's on HBO, by the way, if you're looking for it. Uh, HBO, HBO Max, Max the, uh, the app. Uh, I, I always love that they take that night and they give you not a Reader's Digest version, but they cut it down to where it's a manageable thing where you get a feel for the whole night, but it doesn't take like six hours. Well, it took four, um, but you know what? LL Cool J became one of my favorite people in music. Watching him enjoy everybody and watching him it, sing I, along. I told Nick that the next morning, isn't that what I, when I talked about how happy he was for everybody there? Yeah, he did it again last night. He was the, great last night. Yeah, he is. He loves that. He, he is an ambassador for music entertainment. For sure. And one of the other guys. And, but he just looks so genuine. I mean, yeah. it, you get happy just watching him be happy about all these people. And exactly. it's not just this genre or that genre. It's all of them. And he just seems like a guy. I'd hang out with that dude. Heck yeah. Another guy that I've become a big fan of in rap is uh, Questlove. I think that guy is one of the most talented oh, yeah. musicians and, there is. Well, and not only musicians, but in a lot of areas. You should watch his documentary that he made about the Summer of Sound. That oh, was, it's good. Yeah, yeah Oscar award winning. Yeah. Phenomenal. He he produces the Grammys. What, what the is Oscars. the Summer of Sound? What, what is that on? Was it? Uh, HBO Max. Was it HBO or was yeah. it like Epics? I think it, it was, was a, I think it was HBO Max, but it, it was a, acclaimed. He's a phenomenal behind the scenes kind of guy. And he's part of Jimmy Fallon's house band, which is so silly. He's one of the best musicians in the world. I, I always find it odd that like those people find time to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Roots is a really good band. I've oh. seen them several times. The My other goodness. cool thing was Eminem doing his, his famous song with Steven Tyler and Ed Shearing. I thought that was well, really I hope Steven classic. Tyler enjoyed it. You hope he enjoyed it? Yeah. Why? Because it might be one of his last. You think he's dying? No, you're out reading about. Oh, never mind. Uh, uh, is is he finally getting busted for some of the the stuff he did before? Sixteen no? year old yeah. girl. Uh, oh, geez. oh yeah. There's. I've been reading about that for years. I I didn't realize it was it was. Oh fine. yeah. There's been. I mean, he was named. Yeah. Not. I mean, it was like subject A or whatever. Well, they said the yeah. same thing about Mick Jagger. Believed right? to be. Uh, you know. 
I, I Mackenzie don't know. Phillips? Listen, I, I have no idea. I, I know what our norms were in like 1967, 1972 versus what they are today. I don't understand why 50 years later, you know, people come forward and do it. I mean, I don't have any idea. I just know that over the weekend, you, you know, Suspect A or whatever they were calling it was named Stephen Tyler. Oh, wow. Well, he's a strange dude. There's no doubt about that. I met him. Yeah. He totally hit all over on Beth Newhoff. We were. Did he really? <laughs> yes. We were at the uh, um, the radio show, and I, I want to say it was Atlanta. Uh, I know it was in the South because it was, they had like a lot of country sort of music. And there's just like, you're there for a couple of days, and there's like this brunch kind of thing where they would bring in like Graham Nash or somebody or Steven Tyler and what you know that country uh, TV show with the weird dude with the real black hair and the lady. Uh, and Steven Tyler at that time had a band that was sort of in the country music realm. Yeah, I don't was remember he doing what, uh, America's Got Talent then. Probably, I I, I don't know. He it wasn't like an Aerosmith project. It was a. He had his own thing. I can't. I, you would know it if I told you the name. Yeah, of the band. I, I could picture. I just can't. Yeah, think I can't think of it either. And he was there to do this like Q and A. I mean, yeah, he's just. He looks. He literally looks like a grandmother, great great grandmother, in real life. Saggy. No, I'm just. He yeah, just his looks, posture, the yeah, whole, the wearing all the yeah. outlandish stuff. Yeah, you know that only rock stars can get yeah. away with. All, at everything's that age. flowing, and yeah. yeah. It, but he looked in person like a great yeah. great grandmother. He was Robert Kraft's guest at the at the Patriots games a lot, so he was on the sidelines. People go crazy when he was there. Yeah, I mean they they have a thing. I mean, there's no. I I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain it. There's a charisma that these guys have or gals that that you know probably has been fed over the years from just being on stage and that. I mean, they've got a thing. It's that voice. That screaming, yeah, high pitched voice. That's pretty good. Oh, he was he was great. All right, we got to take a break. We come Dude back looks here. Looks like a lady. Uh, literally, great great grandmother. <laughs> when we get back, uh, we'll preview tonight's Soy City Buzz on First Mid Mondays. Here's Nick with your News Channel Twenty Storm Team forecast. Today we've got some fog up until eight a.m. Otherwise, mostly cloudy and windy. High near fifty. Tonight, 40% chance of rain late, mostly cloudy and windy with steady temperatures around 50. For Tuesday, mostly cloudy and a high near 50. And Wednesday, rain is likely mainly afternoon, cloudy and a high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 27 degrees. Your WSOY time is 654. BC Bank, leading the way to your financial wellness. No matter where your financial journey begins, Pathways Banking Options at Busey are designed with your goals in mind. Busey Bank, building strong financial futures, one family, one street, one city at a time. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. This is Amy from Gustafson & Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson & Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson & Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the 
the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue Indicator, on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. We are back here on a Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your day. The mayor of Decatur will be with us coming up at the top of the hour. Dr. Juanita Morris a little later today. Gary, our friend from McDonald's, is going to be in with Amber. They got that. Uh, if you're going through the McDonald's drive through give them that dollar. All that money stays here locally to help people with the Ronald McDonald Charity House and uh, Macon County, one of the largest consumers of that. I know the house is in Springfield, but people that live in Springfield don't need the house. The usage is here. Yeah, it's a great organization. It really is. Kevin Amber, too, is even better. Oh, I know. I just joined the board, uh, uh, and it's a uh, wonderful experience so far. All right. Tonight, uh, Eric Lee will be stopping by. Yeah, Eric Lee will be doing the sports tonight. Hey, I got big news. Talked to Mike Claiborne last week. He will be coming back. And Dr. Uh, Jurger will be his sponsor. Um, And we're going to bring him back at least a month early in April, maybe even in March, to do the Cardinal um, uh, updates on Swiss City Tupper bus. said what uh, pitchers and catchers report in like 10 days or something, right? Yeah, First, he's down there. Yeah. So that's great news. So thanks to Brett Jurger for sponsoring him. Brett will come on once a month to, to kind of do the interviewing uh, since he's sponsoring. And then uh, tonight, Mark Birch. Mark Birch is a great guy. I'm assuming that's not Mark Briggs from that's your not email. Briggs. Yeah. That's, yeah he, I thought that when I read it last night. He corrected me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark before Mark, Dominique did because that's usually like I, I get exchanges. I'm not quite sure why I'm in this loop, but I because we talk about it on Monday morning. Oh, said, I got. I don't want to hit you cold. And then Dominique will go, uh, Kevin. That's actually da, 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 da. well. All right, it's an effort. You know, I nobody else is Mark doing. Birch. Mark Birch is a semi-retired iron worker. He's built just about every big building in this town. But he is he, he's an avid listener of your show and of Soy City Buzz, and he does. Some great things in the community, and I think partially because he wants to give back when he saw what we're doing with the food drive back in the day. So now he is with the Decatur Hockey um, Association, uh, raised $10,000 to give to the American Cancer Society. Uh, that that last big alumni uh, tournament they had a couple weeks ago. All right, we got like grand. 40 seconds left. Dr. David Fletcher from SafeWorks will be with you. And Perry Rask. The saxophonist. Professor of music at Millican University. Yeah, he's got an event coming up. That's it. All right. It'll be a good show. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And you can tonight. join in 5 o'clock. And if you miss it, that's okay. Podcast will be available at nowdecator.com uh, at your leisure. Uh, that's what's uh, great about the whole podcasting thing. I come from a day where they told us, don't podcast because the, you know... Arbitron ratings will be screwed. It's like, dude, people want what they want when they want it, how they want it. I bet you measure your podcast. Of course we do. (laughs) That sounded worse than it is. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.